today on Locked On A's, what are the chances that Zach Galoff and or Tyler Soderstrom start the season with the A's on opening day? And then we're going to be talking about the plan for AJ Puck in 2023. Is he a starter? Is he, is he a reliever? Is he the closer? We're going to talk about that. And then finally, we're going to be talking about uh, the, the rotation. We're going to be building out the rotation. Who's going to be in the rotation? What? How should the A's go about constructing a rotation? Should they focus on young guys? Should they focus on a savvy veteran presence that they can sign on the free agent market? Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 484 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, we're talking about Zach Geloff, we're talking about Tyler Soderstrom, we're going to be talking about A.J. Puck and the starting rotation, not necessarily together. So that is what we have coming up for you guys today, but before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where this is being broadcast currently. So, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. There, there's, there's content now, so... <laughs> do it. Um, also make sure to comment, like, subscribe, do all those things on YouTube and also subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. If uh, you're not a YouTube person, uh, so just do that wherever you like doing that. Uh, Spotify, you know, Apple, those are, those are two. Uh, and if you, if you're on Twitter still after Elon Musk's, uh, I'm not going to call it a takeover, but takeover his, his unruly takeover of Twitter, uh, then you can follow us on there as well at uh, LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And uh, there's also a little site that I'm running now in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. It's called Inside the A's. Make sure to go check out Inside the A's and follow Inside the A's at uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, just uh, lots of great social media work going on out there nowadays. But let's get into today's episode. And uh, I was asked this question. I was actually asked all these questions, and so I, I'm answering them. But what are the chances that Tyler Soderstrom and or Zach Galoff can make the opening day roster for the A's in 2023? And honestly, I, I don't know that either has a great chance, but I think that Tyler Soderstrom has a longer shot to make the opening day roster. Uh, he's played 45 games above high A where he started this, the, the season this year in Lansing. And, uh, I don't know that that's going to be enough time for him. He's he's done great after a slow start to the season. He was fantastic towards the end there. He made it all the way up to AAA Las Vegas along with Zach Galoff. Uh, but I, I don't know that... It, it, he's also 20 currently. He's going to be 21 on uh, November 24th. So I, I don't know that there's a rush for, Zach, uh, for, uh, for Tyler Soderstrom. And the two positions that he does play, catcher and first base are seemingly manned already. Uh, the A's are either going to have Shea Langoliers as their starting catcher and then blank for backup, probably veteran presence that's not going to be getting a lot of reps. And you don't really want to bring up Tyler Soderstrom to be a backup catcher and not get a lot of reps. Um, I mean, they could go the DH route like they did with uh, Langoliers and Sean Murphy last year, but that, that seems like a weird way to 
bring him up. Uh, and then you look over at first base, and you got Dermis Garcia as the likely front runner for some playing time at first base, at least to start spring training, if not as the opening day starter at first base for the Oakland A's. And uh, behind him, or you know, with him, you also have. Seth Brown just looming, laying in wait, waiting for some of those first base at-bats. So it feels as though they have a couple of candidates already at both of those positions without Tyler Soderstrom, you know, get, getting any playing time at either of those at the major league level. So I think that he'll either start maybe in Midland because he didn't play, he played 39 games there. Is that right? No. Uh, 36. He played 36 games there. Math. Um, and then maybe he gets a call up to Vegas, you know, fairly quickly after that, or he could just start in Vegas, because why the heck not, uh, and see what happens from there. He's still only, he's going to be 21 heading into next year. He's he's still a very, very young guy. Uh, but Zach Geloff, different story. He's he's had three extra games in Las Vegas. He, he got a call up there in 2021 as well, so there's that. Uh, and also, he's playing in the Arizona Fall League as we speak. He, I believe, has played 16, 17 games, something like that over there. And uh, that's that's good for some extra seasoning against some, some good competition. So that's something to keep an eye on. And also, uh, there there is the fact that he's been playing second base at the in the Arizona Fall League. And that kind of counts for something, I think, because second base is one of those positions that isn't necessarily accounted for just yet. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to be playing first or second base. It could be Tony Kemp. It could be Jordan Diaz. It could be Zach Galoff if he has a very nice spring. Um, granted, he, he also has not had a lot of, you know, triple-A experience. He did start the season in Midland as opposed to Lansing and got like 86 games over there. So he has some upper minors experience, just not necessarily triple-A experience. He's still working on some stuff at the plate. So I could see him being a guy that... If he, if he tears it up in spring training and maybe there's an injury, maybe he could get a shot there. But uh, I, I'm not necessarily counting on that. I'm just saying, hey, it could be a possibility. So of the two guys, I would say Zach Geloff is probably going to be the guy that gets the opportunity there. That all said, I don't know that either one is necessarily uh, a front runner for making the opening day roster. Um, I think that there's guys ahead of them, and they're both fairly young, and the A's like to make sure that they're guys that they're kind of counting on are fully developed before they bring them on up. So that's uh, that, that's my take on that situation. If you're looking for a, a prospect that could be you know, on on his way to the opening day roster, I would say Garrett Acton is somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, he struggled a little bit once he got to Las Vegas. Uh, he had you know a little bit higher ERA, and I think that home runs had something to do with that by playing in the Pacific Coast League. But uh, it, it's nothing that playing you know having a, a very hot spring can't overcome. I, I think that he he had an okay. He didn't have a sterling outing in AAA, but I think that he can overcome what he did in Las Vegas by having a very nice spring training, and maybe he's the guy that could be in the bullpen because there's lots of. Lots of bullpen positions. Uh, there's also a lot of bullpen arms going for those positions, and the A's have some decent options already. So I'm not sure where they're going to be landing on that, but Garrett Acton is one guy that I would be keeping an eye on this spring training to maybe crack the opening day roster. Uh, there's also some other guys that I'll talk about a little bit later in the episode that are also top prospects uh, that could be in the starting rotation. So we're going to talk about that in the third segment, but coming up is A.J. Puck an option for the starting rotation. Let's talk about it. 
Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and they started the new basketball season. There's also hockey, so don't forget about hockey, you guys. Bet Online has you covered for everything, including hockey. Go check out some hockey. They skate around on the ice. The, the Mighty Ducks, they, 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 they do great things and they say quack, quack, quack. Um, that that's that's that was based on a true story, right? Anyways, uh, find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcast, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They've even updated their World Series odds, and the Phillies are have slightly better odds now with it go, with the series going back to Philadelphia uh, and the, them being tied 1-1 with the Houston Astros. So uh, if you were hoping that the Phillies would win or betting that the Phillies would win, you got worse odds now. But uh, hopefully that's better for, you know, the world and that the Astros will not win a World Series. So that's, that's good news. Uh, anyways, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, hockey, field hockey probably uh table tennis who is tom brady gonna date you can do all of this at bet online and so you can head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because bet online is where the game starts Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, make sure to join our. I'm switching out the logo. There we go. Boom. Uh, join our Twitter community over at Locked On A's. Pose a question in there. Have some fun. I don't care if you're verified or not. You don't need to pay the $20 for that. Uh, and also make sure to follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook so you never miss an article from me. Over there, and also some of the writers that we have. Huh? A writer, currently. Some of the writer that we have. Uh, and also, thank you so much again for making Locked On Ace your first lesson today. For your second lesson, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. I've, I've toted uh, that it is a fantastic show many times, and it is quite the program. Uh, Peter Bukowski does a great job. He also hosts Locked On Packers, so you know that he's he's got... He's used to having a big audience, and uh, he, he does some good stuff there, and it's just a way to keep up with the daily sports goings-on, the biggest stories around the game, and uh, I, I legitimately love listening to that show, so make sure to go listen to Locked On Sports today uh, on wh wherever you want to. You want to listen to it on YouTube? You can, because it's there, or any other platform that you choose. But let's get into AJ Puck and his role for 2023. I was also asked this question, what is his role for 2023? Is he going to be going back to the rotation? Is he going to be a reliever still? Is he going to be the closer? So so uh, let's get into that. Um, if I'm the A's, and I'm not, but if I am, I don't think that I would mess with... Uh, <laughs> trying to make him a starter and trying to stretch him out like they had for years in the past because uh, he was healthy in 2022. You don't want to mess with that. You want him healthy and productive, and he's not going to do that, uh, maybe, if he's a starter. So I think that that is something that you got you to gotta look into is not hurting him physically. So you, you want to keep him it just in, in not the lineup, uh, but you, you want to keep him on the 26-man roster. So that's uh, number one. I, I don't think that he's going to be a starter because of that reason alone. Uh, and then, so is it is he going to be a closer? Is he going to be a late-inning reliever? Uh, that That is a good question. I think that 
I got my answer to that. I don't know if the A's did, but I got my answer to that uh, at the last like month or so of the season once Danny Jimenez and Zach Jackson were down. Uh, he he got some late inning work, some ninth inning work, and it did not go well. Uh, he threw just over seven innings at like seven and a third, seven and two thirds, somewhere in there, and he had a seven and a half ERA. It wasn't great. Again, small sample size, obviously, but. In those seven and one or two thirds innings, he also walked four guys and hit three. So his command wasn't great when he was pitching in the ninth inning. And that is not something that I'm necessarily trying to sign up more for. Maybe it, it was some jitters and maybe he'll be better in 2023. But I don't know that he would be at the top of my list to be the closer on opening day, given how he performed down the stretch in 2022. So that is my initial take here. Uh, but the, he's still got some stuff. And he's a, he's a lefty. He's a former, you know, top draftee. Do you want to... I, I mean, it's all about development. Wins and losses don't necessarily count. Do you thrust him into that situation and say, go figure it out? Or is he just not equipped for it? Some guys, uh, we, we hear it from, you know, guys like John Smoltz on broadcast all the time. Some guys, the ninth inning's just different. So, uh, and so may maybe uh, that is seeping into my head through osmosis. I'm not sure. Uh, photosynthesis? No, osmosis. Um, and I, maybe they maybe they give it a shot. But if I'm the A's, I'm looking for wins wherever I can get them. Because uh, you, know, you still want to be okay Sort of, and you want to find out who you got, but and maybe that's part of it is they want to find out if AJ Puck can be a closer and if they need to actually develop somebody else to be a closer. Um, because I, I have said here before that I think that Danny Jimenez could be a trade candidate this offseason. Uh, Grant, because are the A's going to be good by the time he's still pitching well? He's you know approaching 30, I believe. I think he's 28, and uh, he, he, had a, he had a good season with the A's, he, he got injured a little bit, but. Relievers are also very up and down, and if you have a good season with one of them and you're a rebuilding team, you trade them immediately so you can get something else for them because you can find another reliever. The A's find relievers all the time. Their bullpen was actually fairly okay, given everything. Uh, Kirby Sneed wasn't great, but I think that he's a breakout candidate, and I think that they see something in him, and so they wanted to give him those innings, even though he had a 6.5 ERA. So uh, lots of stuff like that. In the works, but you know, Sam Mole, great season. Uh, not Diolis Guerra, uh, Domingo Acevedo, he was fantastic. Diolis Guerra is coming back, which I'm very excited about, which is why he's on the tip of my tongue because I want to see more Diolis Guerra pitching. But Domingo Acevedo, fantastic this season. Uh, they had a lot of guys that had some, some very solid outings for the A's and some uh, over the course of the entire season. So, um, you could see if one of those guys is going to be the closer of the future, but I think that AJ Puck, you have a lot invested in him, so maybe he gets another crack, but I don't think that he would get the first crack if it was my team, um, if I was running the team. So I think that's uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm standing with AJ Puck at, in 2023. I think he's a reliever. I think that he's an eighth inning reliever, maybe a seventh inning reliever, depending on matchups and blah, 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 blah. I don't think that I give him the ninth inning because uh, he, he, he isn't great. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, coming up on the show, we're going to build out a starting rotation. How would I do it? I got some answers for you guys, and I got a trade coming up for you guys as well. So uh, let's get into that. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. And if you are a new listener, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice because uh, that's that's appreciated. Um, also, uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, join our Twitter community, pose a question in there, make some friends with fellow A's fans, and just have a great offseason just going crazy talking about outlandish things. Uh, I know that there are some Ace Twitters, uh, Twitter accounts, Ace Twitters, um, that I, I don't believe that they are in the chat, but uh, they are just uh, making the case for Aaron Judge to sign with the A's for some amount of money. So uh, yeah, have some fun with it. Why not? It's the offseason. The A's did not have a good season. Go crazy, you guys. Go crazy. Um, but let's talk about the a starting rotation come 2023. Uh, somebody was like, "Hey, would you add some some veteran guys, or would you give some more time to the young guys that we saw, like Zach Logue and Adam Aller and Adrian Martinez? Would you start working those guys in and giving them some more run in the big leagues?" And uh, first off, um, the A's have a full rotation unless they trade somebody, and I'm going to here in a second. But they have uh, Cole Irvin as probably the top dog. He's the leader of the staff by my estimation. Uh, and then you got James Caprillion, solid number two uh, for a rebuilding team like the Oakland A's. Uh, and he he, had, he showed some stuff down the stretch. I liked what I saw from James Caprillion once they said that they were going to move him to the rotation and then there was an injury to Adam Aller and so then they put James Caprillion back in the rotation before he could pitch out of the bullpen and uh, he was much better. So if he can pitch like that, yeah, he's going to be great. Uh, and then you have uh, that that guy, the all-star, Paul Blackburn, Paulie Brentwood over here. Um, that That's three veteran guys right there that they already have. And I think one of those guys is going to get traded. I'll talk about it here in just one sec. Uh, and then I think that James Caprilli, or sorry, not James Caprilli, J.P. Sears and Ken Waldachuk, uh, the guys that they got from the Yankees in the Frankie Montas trade, I think, well, two of them, uh, I think that those guys showed enough that they should be near the top of the list for the A's starting rotation as we enter spring training. So that's my rotation. As of right now, that is my rotation, is those five guys. Uh, granted, I'm going to be trading Paul Blackburn. Uh, I, I think I've said it before. I'm not sure. But I'm trading Paul Blackburn because he's going to be 28 right now. I think 28, 29. He, he's approaching 30. He's got years of control. So that's something working in his favor for the A's. He's not you know, like expensive yet. But uh, I, they, we've seen so much of Paul Blackburn. And we finally saw some good come from uh, from his pitching and whatnot. Uh, and he, he earned an all-star appearance. I think that his value is probably the highest it's going to be. And I don't know that he's going to be pitching at that level when the A's are next competitive. So I think that you trade him right now for whatever you can get for him, and uh, you open up that spot for another guy that you can either trade, uh, another veteran presence, or one of those guys like Adam Aller or Adrian Martinez. Zach Logue was plagued by home runs both at the major league level and at the AAA level, and maybe uh, if that was a, a real big fluke of, of a thing, um, then maybe uh, he can rejoin that group. But I think that it's Aller and Martinez currently for me, uh, along with some other guys like Jared Koenig. Uh, I think that he might be a relief option, but Jared Koenig, maybe. Uh, we got some other guys in there as well. M Mason Miller's coming. Is he going to be a reliever? Is he going to be a starter? We don't know. But uh, I think that you got you to keep those got to keep it a little bit more fluid. So I think that you got to trade one of the three veteran guys. And I think that Paul Blackburn 
might be the guy because there's a little bit of risk involved uh, for the A's. I think that, you know, James Caprillion's, you, you kind of know what you're getting with him. You're getting somewhere roughly a league average pitcher, maybe a little bit uh, closer to like a 4-5 ERA potentially. He could also have like a 3-5 ERA. Cole Irvin had it like a three ERA for a lot of the season. And then he got roughed up a little bit towards the end and then pitched better as uh, that closing day uh, approached. And he got that ERA just under four. So that was, it was a decent season for Cole Irvin. I would say there was a few starts in there that made everything look bad, but overall very solid season for Cole Irvin. Um, so I think that if you're looking for a trade partner, to acquire Paul Blackburn, that the Cardinals are the only team that really make a lot of sense to me because they they go after guys like that and then they're just dogs, and, and I mean that in the best way. They they they're like bulldogs. They they just go out there and they do the thing, and uh, they they are annoying. And uh, I'm not saying that Paul Blackburn's annoying, but I think that uh, Cardinals guy Cardinals pitchers are annoying, and Paul Blackburn seems like he would be a good fit in a rotation with the St. Louis Cardinals, who are a team that are looking for guys like Paul Blackburn on a fairly regular basis. Guys, they can just eat some innings. Uh, not a ton, but some. And Paul Blackburn can do some innings sometimes. So I think that that could be, maybe they package him with Sean Murphy, and that's a trade package that maybe we'll explore a little bit later in the offseason, maybe next week. Oh, Got to talk to the Cardinals, so see if we can do a crossover. But uh, yeah, so with that, we have... Four, 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 four uh, pitchers in the starting rotation, and that leaves one spot open. That could be either a veteran guy, and one guy that I've floated a couple of times now is uh, James Paxton. I think that he he has that upside that teams would want at the trade deadline. So if he can stay healthy, he could be a very uh, valuable trade asset for the A's. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy because he hasn't really pitched over many innings at all uh in 2020 he had like 20 20 innings innings and i think in uh, 2021 he pitched like one and two thirds and then he missed all of 2022 so i don't know that uh, teams are going to be clamoring for clamoring for him like uh competitive teams are not going to be clamoring for him other teams like the a's who would like a nice trade piece at the trade deadline might be and the a's have had lots of success with guys like this in the past so that could make the A's a desirable destination even. We'll see. But uh, he's already pitched with the Yankees. He was signed with Boston in 2022, did not pitch with them. Those are some of the big market teams. Right? The Dodgers could swoop and be like, yeah, let's give them a, a few million dollars and see what happens here because uh, that'd be nice. Uh, maybe that's something that happens. But I think that the A's could be a nice fit if he is only taking a few million dollars. Not not multiple, not, 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 not like seven or eight, but like, Three or four, I think James Paxton could be a nice addition to the Oakland A's rotation. If that's not the case, um, there's other guys out there. There's a Chris Archer. He's out there, but I don't know that he has the same upside on the trade market. Uh, but if they don't go the veteran route, I think that I'd start with Adam Aller personally. I really liked what I saw in those two starts towards the end of his season, um, mostly the end of his season. Uh, he pitched six he gutted through six innings against the Miami Marlins. Again, not, not like a great offense, but he gutted through six innings without any control on his fastball. He gave up three runs, and uh, he needed to give the, the A's six innings on that game, uh, on that day, because the bullpen was taxed, and he did it. He got through it, and he kept the A's in the game somehow. So that was a big start for him. And then in his next start, just a few days later, he held the Yankees, the New York Yankees, 
uh, to two hits of scoreless baseball uh, over eight innings. So that that really solidified him as he might have something here. That's the Chris Bassett that I saw in him when he was acquired in the Chris Bassett trade. And so I think that that could lend some sway if, if for, for my A's, he would lend some sway. Um, he also didn't do as well in Baltimore in uh, his next start, but he also landed on the IL right after that. So I don't know if he was dealing with an injury for that one. It was a rib injury, I believe. And then he came back uh, and made uh, a quick, quick start. Uh, it was like one inning, three runs, something like that against the Mariners, I believe. And uh, it, it wasn't great, but he was also coming off of injury and it was the last start that he was going to make this season. So he was like, eh, whatever. Uh, so I discount those last two just because uh, injury. I don't know how, how healthy he was, so whatever. Uh, so the last two starts that I do count were fantastic, and so I think Adam Aller could be really, really good right there. And as I wrote about on Inside the A's, um, I think that Adrian Martinez could use one more pitch. You gotta go click the article to find out which pitch it is. Uh, but I think that Adrian Martinez still has the chance to be a very, very solid starting pitcher for the Oakland A's. Um, he has just ridiculous movement on some of his pitches, especially his changeup. And I think that he has the tools to be effective and uh, I, I'd like to see more. So I think that those, I, I'd go with, that. That that is how I would do it. If you can get somebody like a James Paxton or a, a nice tradable candidate at the trade deadline, that's my number one. Because then you're still filling out the farm system a little bit more uh, in just a couple of months. And then you free, free up a spot for a guy like Adam Aller or Adrian Martinez or potentially Zach Logue or Mason Miller. Um, and you, you just, you, you get more assets that, or more, more players for later on that way. And if, if they don't go that route and they want to go, you know, paying guys the minor league minimum or the major league minimum, uh, I go Adam Aller first. And according to right now, we'll see how spring training goes. But that is all that I got for you guys today. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. And thank you so much for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. For your second listen, Go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So check it out. It's a great show. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Make sure to follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook. Doing great work over there as well. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe down below. That's uh, all very helpful to the, to the old algorithm. Algorithm. Uh, he, he's the guy that does the promotes my stuff. <laughs> Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans, and I'll talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.